Attention! The following podcast may contain topics not suitable for a younger audience. Also, anything discussed on this program is subject to being spoiled, so if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll try our best, but no promises. For more information on Borderline podcast episodes or Borderline panels events, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash borderline panels. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Borderline Podcasts. Uh, this is Austin coming to you from Internet Town, as always, and uh, we're happy to have you guys listening today. Um, here I've got a, a big a big crew with me. I've got uh, Tori and John here in the flesh. Hello. Hi, hello there. Yeah, and through Discord chat, we've got uh, Ryan. Hello. I'm Marissa. Hey. And Andrew. Greetings, comrades. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Andrew's fans. <laughs> anyway, um, we're just going to give you guys a sh- very, pretty short, um, mostly conversational style um, podcast today about our experiences recently going to New-, New York City to see the Kingdom Hearts World Tour Orchestra concert. And we all had a great time, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. A um, couple things about general borderline-related content. Uh, we recently lost, launched a uh, Tumblr page, so we're going to be trying to use that. I hope we didn't lose the Tumblr we page. No, we, didn't. <laughs> we didn't lose it. No, I, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> we le- recently launched a Tumblr page. Something it is 1240 a.m. I'm going to slur a few of my words, and I apologize. <laughs> um, but anyway, I will try and enunciate more clearly. Um, We've launched the Tumblr. I've set it up. We've got a couple pages on there. I'm still kind of building it, so it doesn't have quite everything on there yet. Um, but uh, we're having some fun with it. Hopefully, a better way to interact with our listeners and to gain a larger audience um, and use it as sort of a blog forum for us to be able to express our thoughts in a different um, and unique uh, way that we haven't done before. Um, a couple of us are working on uh, sort of text-based. Uh, reviews of some anime series that we've been watching or that um, mean a lot to us. Um, And more information on that will be coming in the coming weeks and days and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Um, Let's see. Other than that... I've actually um, got a couple things. Okay. Yep. So, um, on the topic of upcoming projects, uh, John and I have... uh, How do I phrase this? We are oh dear. we are planning to conceive a new idea. <laughs> I I don't want to know what this is. You know what's really sad is my immediate thought when you started that sentence was are you expecting <laughs> the same? <laughs> same. Yeah, Where's my Bible? Um, yeah, John and I are working on a new idea. We're gonna start a YouTube series probably in the next month or so if everything goes well, but I just started a new job, and I'm still adjusting to my schedule, so I don't know what my availability is. But yes, besides we'll that, work. we are having a giveaway sort of thing going on right now. 
if you go to our Facebook page, which we will link in the description, if we get uh, 200 likes by Independence Day, July 4th, which is Tuesday of this week, I will I will liberate my wallet from its remaining money and give y'all some Steam games. So I'm going to be giving a copy of Portal 2, The Stanley oh. Parable, Ooh. Keep Talking and Nobody <laughs> Explodes, Ooh. and Sonic Generations. And as an added bonus, if we can surpass 200 and get to 300, I will give a copy of Fallout 4. Oh, yes! Wow. That is contingent, though, on getting likes, so be sure to spread it around. Yeah, spread the post around, guys, if you want some free games. Yeah, thanks thanks a lot, Ryan, for doing that. I'm, I'm sure yep. people will really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm uh, mildly upset that I never got to punch anybody. <laughs> That's true. Well, Tori, no, I mean, you're welcome it's... to do that anytime. I think uh, it's part of your con. Yeah, like that's still in that episode. You still get to punch somebody. How many likes was that? Was it? Sure, I don't. I don't quite remember. I'll have to go that back. Was, and look that was the, um, that was the season yeah. first impressions. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, remember. I think that was like a download count. I don't remember what the number was. I feel like I feel like it was uh, 500. I think 500. That's about right. Yeah, yeah, 500 downloads. Yeah, so get us 500 oh, yeah, that... downloads, and Tori will punch one of us on camera. Preferably me. It's choice. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, go back and listen to our uh, 2016 uh, spring anime preview guide to hear Tori make that. Do you um, mean 20? 20- 17? 17, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2017 preview guide. You know, I'm to... tired, but at least I know what year we're in. Well, what year is it? Oh. We're not all perfect, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't be as great as, as you about remembering what year it yeah. is. That's such an unreasonable expectation. <laughs> you know, I, I forgot. Mean, I never left 2008. The car ride here, but at least I know what year we're in. <laughs> it's all right. It's all yeah, right. Some people know martial arts. Some people remember what year it is. It's Everybody's got different <laughs> skills. You know, it's a very diverse world out there. You never right, know what yeah. kind of people are doing, you know, stuff. Doing it well. <laughs> and doing it well. Um, also, in uh, upcoming events, uh, we have a um, convention that we are guests at coming up at the end of July. Um, we've spoken about it a little bit on here before, but it is the Asheville Anime Regional Convention. Woo! Yeah, and uh, we've been to this con a, a handful of times, and it's a great con. Um we're super excited to be doing panels up there. And, uh, yeah, um, Sully recently confirmed with me that he will actually be able to do his panel nice. um, up Good. there. Yay! So More panels. are total up to seven, right? Yeah, that's right, seven. That's yeah. actually like a one-day con. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we're essentially the con. We are yeah, the so, con. And we hope to see you guys there. Definitely mm-hmm. come to our panels and say hello, and we'll... Uh, I'll punch you right in the face. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, there's it's a how I show my affection. There, there's a price for everything, and if you have the right price, Tori knows how to deliver, especially that price when it's free. To <laughs> to that knuckle plus things. promising things I can't deliver. Anyway, we're gonna come back from from Tangent Town. Um, we've got a couple of uh, special podcast episodes coming up pretty soon, where we're gonna have. Um, uh, guests on doing various interviews about various topics, and um, we can't say too much about that right now. But uh, know that that is coming in the uh, upcoming months, pretty soon, and uh, we're super excited for that. These guests are like pretty awesome people, and we've been in correspondence with them 
uh, for a little bit now and super excited to bring them on. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Um, but um, getting back onto the uh, topic at hand about the uh, Kingdom Hearts World Tour Orchestra extravaganza that we all got to experience. Um, in HD. In HD. <laughs> really, God, it was. I'm we didn't see it in 4K. I'm just still mad about that. <laughs> High definition. More like cry definition. Uh, uh, Especially uh, for you, Andrew. So um, Disney Concerts and Square Enix put on a uh, first concert in Japan a little over a year ago, I believe, if I recall correctly, um, where they did the first ever official Kingdom Hearts orchestra performance. Um, they played a huge swath of songs from the entire franchise, um, all these wonderful tracks composed by um, Yoko Shimamura, um, the genius composer behind Kingdom Hearts since the very, very beginning. And um, it was a wonderful success. And then after that, they launched the World Tour series uh, where they visited about half a dozen cities all over the world, including Los Angeles, New York, obviously, Paris, London, um, I think maybe a few other places, um, but I can't recall them right off the top of my head. And um, it featured this wonderful... Um, video um, compiled of clips from throughout the series, uh, put together by Nomura, uh, edited himself, and a few little special things that the uh, Japanese seiyu of, I believe, Kairi, and maybe one other character. Uh, yeah, I think... Kairi and Naminé. Yeah, yeah. I think there okay. was an Aqua one too, but I couldn't really remember that one. Mm -hmm. And they put the they put together those special uh, monologues to use in the concert as well. So it was it was quite a performance. It was pretty pretty awesome. And yeah, the, um, the Kyrie one actually gave like very light plot details for Kingdom mm -hmm. Hearts three. Yeah, it was a little bit of like an internal tease as to yeah. what like Kyrie's um, you know position is going to be in in the beginning of kingdom hearts 3 so it sounds really interesting it, al yeah. it also teased that axel is being uber apologetic <laughs> and Kyrie's actually training so yeah which was expected, actually gets it's a... nice to actually get confirmation. yeah instead of being like oh she has keyblade yeah that's it mm -hmm. <laughs> so and at the end of dream drop distance and yen said is like it is now your turn and she's like yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's a great answer. And even, even better, Kyrie, honestly. Yeah. Kyrie is going to be like the greatest Keyblade Master in the world because she is the only Princess of Heart that can wield one. For now. For now, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going, excited to see Snow White come in there and kill Spotless. Mm, I'm going to pretend like that's not going to happen, then go, from, go forward from there. <laughs> But, um, let's see. Um, so we did a couple things before the concert that I thought were really fun. We visited uh, Kino Books, which is a Japanese bookstore chain that um, that I had not uh, heard of until Tori mentioned it. So um, thanks for letting us know about that, Tori. Yeah. It was really fun, really cool. Got some cool little knickknacks and books and stuff. And we visited Book Off, which is like the... Uh, a Japanese, another Japanese bookstore, but it's for like used stuff and DVDs and Blu-rays. And uh, I got almost the entirety of Evangelion of the Evangelion manga there for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, I and got what, a lot of Haruhi there. Yeah, what did you get, Tori? 
Um, I got the special edition of Beyond the Boundary and the special edition of Serial Experiments Lane. Um, I got a bunch of uh, trades of The Walking Dead that I didn't have. And I got some uh, pre-cure Japanese uh, children's books. Practice my reading. So, Did you get anything, Marissa? I got a couple of trades of Robin, some older, really old issues, and then a couple of manga. Not really much, but I found some What about you, Andrew? So So I had a fantastic time at Book Off, and you're welcome, Austin, because I was the Tory of Book Off. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Here, I was here in Japan and spent all my money there. It's true. They'll, like, if you ask, they'll tell you. But, um... (laughs) I got the Hellgirl box set. Um, it was 50 um, and I checked, you know, uh, my friend Paige and I have been very obsessed with it, and it usually went for 200 so I was very happy to find it. I got a uh, Higurashi When They Cry uh, DVD, which completes my set, and then I got an Utena box set, as well as a couple of hardback novels, uh, Silence of the Lambs hardcover for a dollar, which I was very surprised to see, so I had a great time. Cool, cool. And I even got one. Uh, I got an uh, Edgeworth Investigations manga as mm-hmm. well. Oh, yeah. John is not nearly down the collecting rabbit hole that we are. So he's <laughs> still very getting there. <laughs> he's pure and admirable, and I wish I were more like him in that way. <laughs> we'll corrupt Stop him it. one day. <laughs> I doubt so. it. <laughs> yeah, I reached the we point where I got That's home cool. that my game bin is officially full, so I have to buy another. Yeah, I I went to Goodwill today, and Michael's is one of the places looking for more bookshelves because um five bookshelves in my room is no longer enough. Oh man, jeez, dang. Well, you got to go to six, and then seven, and then eight, and then eventually you'll be like, "Where's my floor? It's all a bookshelf." No, where's my house? Going to have to rent a library. Definitely. Honestly, like I'm gonna be on the next season of Hoarders, and like <laughs> one of those doctors is gonna, um, Doctor Melville Green is just gonna be like, "I'm so sorry, I can't help you." <laughs> <laughs> the best anime out there, just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, but um, there was one thing actually. We went. I don't even remember what the name of it was, but it was that like hole in the wall game store that I was like literally offended at the prices in there oh i remember that yep yeah that was like actually offensive to me as a collector because i was just like how do you how do you like even sleep at night charging somebody 70 dollars for a copy of pokemon yellow honestly my Um, heart going like for those brand new kids who are like oh my god pokemon yellow they don't sell that anymore money is no object just give me the pikachu yeah like, the, you know, those new kids, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I felt the exact opposite feeling going to Midtown Comics. I thought that place was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Nice. It was super cool. I, I spent know. way too much at Midtown. <laughs> uh, Tori got a cool Spider-Man shirt there. And um, I was really surprised about their, um, like, subscription discount or something mm-hmm. like that. It was, like, 20% off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they have oh. one of the largest... Um, subscription services in the country right now they'll ship to you from anywhere Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah yep (laughs) podcast is not sponsored by any of the companies we just mentioned but hey we're open but they could be for the right price (laughs) (laughs) we promise we will do nothing but get you good business and not embarrass you i know you can't see it but my leg is currently in the air (laughs) 
All I can remember about Midtown Comics is my inability to walk up those dang steps with the glass in my hand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, God. Also, that that Batman figure designed by Nomura, that will someday be mine. Like, I'm that declaring is- that. <laughs> They had a really Honestly. good collection of figures. Like, yeah. I was actually really surprised. Um, I found this case kind of tucked away in the corner of just these really, really nice Disney collector's figures that were, like, cheap for Disney collector figures. Like, most of them started at, like, 75 or so and went up for the, from there. And um, I would have bought that whole case. Ooh. They're very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of out of place, though, for comic book store. They had a huge selection. Like, their manga selection was huge. Like, mm, yeah. truly vast. The most manga that I have ever seen in a comic book store before. Yeah. Usually, each comic book store, in, well, any given comic book store will have, a, like, a few volumes of something. Maybe Attack on Titan, Sailor Moon. Usually uh, something generic like stuff. stuff. Yeah. One yeah. piece. Yeah, sure. Um, but they had pretty much anything and everything you could you would find in Barnes and Noble or something like that, mm, and it was yeah. pretty awesome. I did find a couple of volumes of Haruhi there, but I was actually really glad I waited and didn't buy them because I mm. found them for like five dollars at Book Off. Yeah, honestly, Book Off is godsend. It ruined me. I'm never gonna be able to shop at the uh, here. Like, yeah, Book Off. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I guess not drop any local businesses, Tori. <laughs> But um just in case they want to sponsor us one day. Tree <laughs> <laughs> fitty, that could be yours. <laughs> yeah, that was that was all really fun uh collector experience. I, I was able to get a uh K-On figure of Ui, uh Ui's younger sister, who is my brother's favorite K-On character, and they have barely any merchandise for her, and I found that at Book Off and he loved it. He I gave it to him today. Um <laughs> I, um shopping that we did we we ate a lot of good places um yeah. a lot of good uh like dining experiences andrew ate pizza and mcdonald's a whole bunch of times and can tell you all about oh god that. i love it i got my new york <laughs> hot dogs yeah andrew and the mackie snackies yeah mm-hmm. i mean i mean hey if it's mackie i'll snacky that's just how it goes <laughs> y'all I, uh, stealing my phrase i i surprised john <laughs> and with the um, true blessing that is um, those uh, honey roasted almonds. Oh my god, I yeah, was really just good. talking about those today. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a cashews kind of gal, mm-hmm. and I had those honey roasted almonds, and it was like I saw God mm-hmm. on the corner <laughs> of the New York City street. Like, they were super good, yeah, and like, that guy on- got me a deal. Like, honestly, Sorry, I would, would you go one. so far as to say that you are a casual? Ah, that was that was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like that one. Good job, Ryan. Clap. Don't encourage. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's get back to the topic at hand um, and talk about the Kingdom Hearts concert. Um, so I don't have really a specific list of questions for the group. Um, I just want you guys to, we'll just go around and we'll just talk in sort of generally how you felt about it and um, what your reactions were. We can, uh, we'll start with, we'll start with Andrew. Try to sum it up in one word or less. <laughs> um well i have I, I have a statement yeah <laughs> uh but no i you know i've i've been a part of kingdom hearts you know for as long as i can remember i remember getting it on the playstation 2 um you know i played kingdom hearts 2 is my first playstation 2 game so you know it's it's gone back very very long with me um 
you know, a dozen years out of 20, I think is a lot. It's a very big fraction. So to, to be able to go and have this experience for me was just very validating. Honestly, it was one of the best fan experiences I think I've had. You know, I cried a lot. Nerd came out a lot. My love of the piano and Shimura Sensei actually taking, you know, uh, uh, the, the encore performance. It was just all a very uh, magical and not to use pretentious language, a very uh, ethereal type of experience. And I just, boy, I needed tissues. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's kind of what, uh, like, um, Tori and I, um, we were talking together and to, um, to some guys that we were sitting beside who, funny enough, um, they were both from Charlotte, um, so just not far from us at all. Yeah, that was um, weird. Yeah, it was really strange, and we were They're talking to them, and <laughs> we were just like, well, gosh, we, we just can't even believe that we are, you know, here in this space doing this thing right at this moment. Um, it just it felt like such an unattainable thing to ever see, you know, someone who, you know, helped make a... Uh, a piece of media that was truly formative for for most of us um, to be able to see them in person and experience their art, you know, in that really, really special way. And uh, it was just a, a, a strange dreamlike experience. And I think maybe all of us felt that in, in one degree or another. Yeah. Um, Tori, do you want to talk about how you felt about it? Sure, yeah. Um, so... I played Kingdom Hearts probably when I was like nine or 10. And I first started off as like, this is probably going to be the dumbest game I'm going to play ever. Um, and I was totally wrong. It was probably the best game I've played ever. <laughs> I feel like every Kingdom Hearts <laughs> fan had that feeling at the beginning and yeah. then was completely I mean, blown away. I mean, because like I've always been into Disney. And so it was just kind of like, oh, you know, I was always into Final Fantasy, so it was kind of just like, okay, so here's both things I like, but will I like them together? And at first it was weird, and I was just like, I don't know, but the more I played it, I was just like, you know, this is a huge part of me, and like, it's just, it's always been there throughout the years of my life, and I never would have thought when I was like, you know, nine or ten years old now or not that long ago that I would be sitting in an orchestra hall or with a bunch of people, you know, there for the same exact reason to celebrate such a game that probably shouldn't, how do I phrase it? Like, shouldn't have been a success. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. Like wasn't and planned just, to go beyond the first game. Exactly. And just like hearing those orchestrated pieces, like it just took me back to the very first time I heard them when I first played the games mm -hmm. and just like. Emotions. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad you had those tissues in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I turned to Tori like literally right before the concert starts and I just hand her a pack of tissues and she's just like, I hate you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the exact words out of my mouth and like there were just certain moments where like me you and Austin would just grab each other's hands and just squeeze and look at each other but just like stay silent and yeah just, oh it was it was yeah, amazing like I, I never thought that I would be sitting there after all these years for like you said a game franchise that never should have been successful <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, for me also like I got 
I had like a money wall when it came to Kingdom Hearts. Like I was really into the series from a distance for a long time, but I didn't own a PS2 until probably about six years ago. Um, I had a summer job and I spent like a chunk of my money that I earned to buy a PS2 and all of the Kingdom Hearts games that were available. Like I went to this uh, used game store that was in Briar Creek at the time and they sold me a PS2 Slim for like 20 bucks because they were going out of business. Yeah. And I got like a whole bunch of stuff for like a grand total of $100. And so that started my PS2 collection immediately. And like that system is still great to this day. Honestly. So (laughs) little background on how this trip even started. Also, I feel like this is kind of necessary to tell. Oh yeah. yeah, Austin and I wanted to go to this when we saw and we were like, oh man, that's going to be so cool. We should definitely think about going. And then like, we said it in such a way that it was like, yeah, that would be cool. And then we're like, wait, why don't we go? Because this was sometime last year. This was (laughs) last May. Yeah. Yeah. This was literally last May. And so we decide we're like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to pay all this money to go see this in New York City next summer. And we were just like, this seems like probably a terrible idea. Let's do it. I initially got on to the French website that was selling the tickets and bought us three. And then Tori made a point that why don't we try to get some of the, you know, better seats because we're going to, this is a once in a lifetime experience. And so I was like, all right, yeah, I'll try to either return the tickets or just sell them. So Tori got the other three after a lengthy battle with her credit card company. They were like, why are you trying to make a $400 purchase from France? I was like, listen, just let this go through. You don't understand. Yeah. So we wound up selling the three tickets to John, Marissa, and Andrew. And like I said to Tori right as we were leaving, I was like, you know, I just realized this. If it wasn't for our initial mistake, they probably wouldn't have been able to come. Honestly, like, and I, I, w- I would have probably been like, they're right with you guys but i was in japan so i was like wait what's going on yeah the tickets sold out in like the first week sometimes mistakes are a good thing yeah but like yeah me sitting there in the concert hall i was just kind of like had a moment where i turned to tori and i was like we're actually here like this is Mm. a year later and we're actually finally here it's kind of surreal definitely and then, like, yeah, the, then the concert started, and, like, they immediately opened with one of my favorite pieces, and I was just like, all right, it's go time. Like, I couldn't, let- even, like, I couldn't even hold back the tears. I was just like, <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm crying. <laughs> Thor just pops out of the book, and it's like, nope, tears. Yep. Get Down your I mean, balls, I mean, get John your and- popcorn, get your root beer. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> like John and Marissa saw like very quickly that um they, oh, and, you know oh, even yeah. going into the concert hall I was already like yep 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 I'm about to cry like the, the music hadn't even started yet I hadn't even sat down but it was already starting to happen so I was just like all right fine yeah just that, let him I'm pretty sure yeah. like most of us at that co- at the venue spent a hundred dollars on merch two hundred <laughs> yep yeah oh for sure. Yeah. I messaged the link to one of my friends because he's like, I want to get something. And I was like, well, you can actually do it because the link is up for like the day. And he's like, why are you spending all this money? And I was like, you literally don't understand what's going on right now. Yeah, because I initially was only going to buy the really nice program. And then I saw that it was like, what was it? 30 or $40? I was like, what the 35? heck? Yeah, it's 35 yeah. It was pretty pricey compared to most programs that I've bought for like national tour musicals. 
But theirs are flimsy, and this one's a really nice hardcover with this, like, beautiful glossy paper. I was like, okay, I'm buying this. It's got interviews and, in it. Oh, but it was so nice. And then I saw the t-shirt, and I was like, do I want the t-shirt? I want the t-shirt. And then later, when I was listening to music, I'm like, I have to have that CD. Like, I can't I not. <laughs> so I had to buy everything except the baton, which is cute, but no purpose. Yeah, I so had to cute. order my t-shirt online because they only had smalls and mediums. So... That should probably get here in like another three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. It ran out at yeah. the Friday concert, probably. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we all have the same t-shirt, and there's a pretty high likelihood that all of us will wear it all together at some point. We're all going to have at Austin's panel. Yeah, if it's yeah, available, exactly. yeah. we'll get it by the time Ark rolls around. We can all just like, you know, group up and wear it. From... um. I want to go last and talk about um, my experiences. So, um, Marissa, what did you think about the concert? How did it make you feel? Oh, it was chilling. There's, I've gone to tons of, well, not tons, a handful of musicals and plays and just concerts and stuff. And the only time I've ever gotten chills, like what I felt at the concert, just listening to that music was when I went to see Wicked for the very first time. Um. Um, You just get this, the immediate, like, the first chord and everything hits, you just, there's this feeling that you can't really describe. You're just so happy and just tears start running at that point. <laughs> even, even thinking about it now gives me chills. Yeah, because uh. I, I love music and it kind of reminded me, it gives me this, the way that orchestral versions are, give me a similar feel to the orchestral versions of the Legend of Zelda soundtrack that you get from Skyward Sword, yeah. which I played over and over again, <laughs> because it was just so amazing. Because yeah, there's just something about orchestral music compared to like the synthetic music that you hear in most games. So, yep. Definitely. John, um, you're probably the newest comer to uh, Kingdom Hearts yeah. out of all of us. So, um, he sounds so despondent, like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> But first, John has to tell about his experience. With yeah, King yeah. So, um, just um, just share with us a little bit about that perspective, and then tell us how the concert made you feel. Sure. So, yeah, as you said, I was a little late to the party. For those of you who weren't around in our group, uh, I beat Kingdom Hearts two literally the morning that we were leaving <laughs> to go to New York. So, like, and I didn't even play it properly. I didn't use forms. I was like level thirty nine. I was I was just going. So, and, um, I hate you. <laughs> He was playing normal. He was not playing proud. (laughs) No, Austin, some shame is applicable. (laughs) Okay, okay, little shame. Oh, and the only summon he used by accident was Chicken Little. (laughs) One time. (laughs) Hey, I will not apologize for art. God, the summons are so garbage in two. (laughs) Go ahead, John. But but yeah, so like for me, like I I. deeply involved as you guys were into it so you know the concert was really really nice and i could definitely like see and feel the emotion that everybody else was feeling and like i heard it too it was the very audible crowd that night mm-hmm. and it, it was a really surreal experience like the venue itself was just like gorgeous yeah. like it's it's rare for me to like go into a venue and be like let me just stop to appreciate oh, yeah, where yeah. we are it was mm-hmm. very nice I, I got pictures i think we uploaded a few of those mm-hmm. And um, was it the United Palace? Is yeah, that what it was called? United yeah, United Palace Palace Theater. Theater. That's and, right. 
And so, like, I really like the fact that they had, like, the video to play along with the music. So mm -hmm. you, you, you knew what was going on and whatnot. And I liked, like, even though it was, like, very spoilery, I did like the fact that they kind of told the story in, like, a musical format with just the music. So that was really cool. And I will say that even though I'm not, like, as big as a fan of you guys, the fact that Yoko, Yoko was there to actually play one of the songs at the very end was pretty surreal. That was amazing. Like, like yeah. even though I don't have as big as an appreciation for it as you guys do, I know how big of a moment that was. Oh, yeah. So, like, I thought it was, like, a really cool experience. And, like, even though I didn't – I probably got the least out of it amongst us here, I'm still very glad that I went. And it was very – it was a – I remember Very, uh, when she came out and was like, I'm going to play for you. Tori and I were applauding so hard, and I was like, it hurts to clap, and she's like, power through. Honestly, <laughs> though, honestly, like, Same. I'm sure that John Murphy can attest to the fact that I was just in shambles whenever she said that. As soon as she said, uh, piano to my knee, I was like, oh boy, here, here it comes. Yeah, I looked over at Andrew, <laughs> and he looked at me, and we were just like, Ugh! it's happening. I think I maybe, like, jumped up a little bit. When I heard that, I was like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I felt like a I was just <laughs> That specific track that she came out and played for is, um, and to me, it's an often overlooked sort of masterpiece of the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Like, that Fantasia, uh, like, mm -hmm. end credits uh, theme mm -hmm. that I know they have used in a few games. At, at least it's in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm not sure if they use the same track in every single game, but they it might. Plays I, after I the, um, either sanctuary or simple and clean in the most of the games the but credits, yeah yes. yeah and that's that's such a wonderful sort of track that encompasses like the totality of the feeling of you know finishing a kingdom hearts game and looking forward to the future and it is a truly wonderful piece of music and i'm glad out of all the pieces that she could have picked to come out and do um her you know personal uh, piano playing for mm -hmm. i'm glad that it was that track and that the show ended with that track in the way that it uh, the, the series has always you know done yeah. that with mm. it yeah. was um it was really funny though because like the only orchestra and like theater shows i've ever been to were like when i was little um as a kid like on a school field trip because it's just not something you know that i've ever, ever really been able to just be like hey i'm gonna throw down you know two hundred dollars to get really good seats for an orchestra but like on yes the toy let's go see the <laughs> beethoven <laughs> like, but like on the flip side of that i've gone to a lot of like normal concerts because those are much more affordable depending on who you see right. and um so my japanese is very limited like you know i i know a little bit but not enough to have fully understood what she was up on stage saying but the moment i heard encore i like power latched onto austin's knee and was just like yo she just said encore <laughs> <laughs> and like that's that's not something you really see i guess at least in my experience from like orchestrated concerts that's usually something yeah. safe for like a rock group or like mm -hmm. you know like an indie band or like, something like, more like a live like a uh, band performance as opposed to like i kind of yeah i yeah. kind of hoped like i had a feeling but i didn't know like you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it yeah. seems very um very typical in japan but maybe not so much an expectation so i i you know it was happily all oh, they're probably gonna do in their song just because, like, it seemed, it seemed like there was something that there that was unfinished. But whenever right. she came on stage, I just had this 
visceral, like, oh my god, what's yeah. going on? The minute she right, stepped on stage, I knew. Yeah, I thought she was just going to give, like, a closing speech or something, but see, like, Andrew, I mean, you know, you would have more experience with that. You and Marissa, I guess, in that sense, like, because you both were over there for a period of time, so, I mean, mm. does that make sense? Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. me never traveling over there, you know, that's not something we typically get from our shows I here. mean, how could we know when we weren't being literally anime? Yeah. <laughs> but... Has everybody given their thoughts? You haven't yet, Austin, have you? No, Austin. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, well, how how do I put this into words? I, I'll try my best. So, whenever I was thinking about, you know, the action of going to see this particular concert in about this particular thing that you know really means a lot to me, I had this really unfortunate negative thought of like. What if you don't enjoy this concert as much as you could because you've heard these songs literally thousands and thousands of times? Oh, that's a good point. And I thought, well, I certainly hope that that does not, you know, become a detriment to my enjoyment of this concert. And I had that fear. And, you know, I kept telling myself, like, that's a totally unreasonable fear. Like, these songs mean a lot to you. They have a lot of very entrenched uh, emotions for you that have been there for for years because Kingdom Hearts is really something that got me it got me into being interested in Japanese media um, like before Kingdom Hearts I, I mean I did not really uh, like Pokemon never really resonated with me as a child I was more interested in like American comic books and American superheroes and things like that so that was something that I just kind of missed out on and but Kingdom Hearts brought me into the you know the appreciation of Japanese media and um, I really sort of consumed a lot of it and it became this huge thing for me and I listened to the songs over and over and over again and mm -hmm. as you guys know and some of our listeners may have you may have attended I have a gigantic uh, like two hour Kingdom Hearts panel where I've poured over you know countless hours of Kingdom Hearts related footage and interviews and pictures and gifts and all of this sort of information I've read thousands not thousands but probably hundreds of different articles about Kingdom Hearts and I'm just like I hope I don't get in there sit down and realize I'm burned out and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thankfully thankfully just like with every Kingdom Hearts game that is released um and I always you know have these small little concerns all of them just melted away as soon as everything started and I realized ah yes here I am I am at home Yoko Shimomura can adopt me, and, <laughs> and that would be just amazing. And Kingdom Hearts is—it's—it's it's like Kingdom Hearts is like my family. Yeah, yeah. The moment the first note of Hikari dropped, I was like, oh, "We're good. We can die now. We're, we don't need any more." Had to like just a shout because mm -hmm. you know that reminded me what you just said of um, when I not long after the first playthrough of Kingdom Hearts one. Um, my dad threatened to take away my PS2 because I would just load the game up and like restart it over and over and over again so I could listen to Simple and Clean. Uh -huh, same. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was just like, if you do that one more time, I'm going to take that thing and throw it out in the backyard. And I'm like, but dad, no, you don't understand. Dad, like, <laughs> that is neither simple nor clean of you, dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was before the age of pirated music. Yeah, exactly. And then we had LimeWire and then we downloaded like all of the... Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> oh, the, the MIDI version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Which um, is still genius, but... 
yeah. I want to go so, you know, like, real quick. Like Roxas was. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, just like one really, really quick thought about yeah, yeah. the musical, about the the orchestra as well. You know, um, whenever like my as I mentioned, my first uh, Kingdom Hearts game was Kingdom Hearts Two because uh, I saw Jesse McCartney play it on Disney Channel. <laughs> And I was like, wow, I need that game. Oh, my gosh. Mom, can I get it? She's like, well, Mickey's in it, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> um, and, and I thought I had bought the wrong game. I'm like, wait, who's this Sora kid? Where's he at? And then I was like, oh. Well, because, gotcha. you know, we, I was like, where's, where's Sora at? But, you know, to, to make a long story, honestly, right. And I was like, where did he go? But, you know. Roxas, I think, was like one of my first role models and whatnot, as depressing as that sounds. So I think that his pieces especially just kind of, you know, brought me back to that time when I was like eight, just like, oh my gosh, there's Roxas and eating ice cream and just like those simple and clean things, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go around real quick, like, what was everybody's favorite thing that they performed? Oh Ooh. man, who do you want? Who do you want to start? I'll start it. My personal favorite that of the stuff that hadn't been previously released, like Passion and Hikari and the uh, Fantasia March, was easily the character and boss medleys. Those mm. were just absolutely fantastic, and mm. I've been listening to the CD as a whole on a loop to and from work for the past <laughs> two weeks or week. But, yeah, it, it's wonderful. I was upset, actually, though, that on the CD, they don't have the Twilight Town, Christmas Tra Town, or Organization 13 uh, things that they did, that they played. Yeah. But those were yeah. fantastic as well. But the character and boss medleys, those were just done so well, and I absolutely loved every minute of those. Who do you want to go next? Uh, you can go next, Austin. Okay. Um, you mentioned it a little bit, but... um. Not necessarily one of my favorite tracks, but one of the tracks that I was most like pleased by was them playing the Christmas Town theme. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. um, I, I mean, that one's kind of funny because for a lot of people that played Kingdom Hearts whenever they were younger, probably never got to hear that track because it was only in the final mix version. Yeah, um, yeah. they used the normal Halloween Town battle music for Christmas Town in Kingdom Hearts Two, um, so. <laughs> It's it that one's kind of funny. I love that track, and I've been listening to it since it came out. But uh, that's just because I was like super neck deep into trying to find everything I could about Final Mix Plus yeah. because it was like this this unattainable oh goal. Gosh, yeah. I remember <laughs> torrenting a patch file for it so I could play it. Well, yeah, but like I was doing this whenever I was like you know just like I don't know anything about that like. Do I have to import a Japanese PS2? I don't have money. I can't do that. Where's um, my flash drive? Exactly. Where's my $50 flash drive? Anyway, um, so I, I love the Christmas Town theme because it sort of represents like, like this unattainable height of Kingdom Hearts, which I was always sort of like in awe of. Like it was like this shining bright light in the sky that i could never reach mm -hmm. and now it's it's great because we have final mix plus out in america and we can play it and that's that's great but sort of that track that track and the um the cavern of remembrance um mm. theme which i also mm -hmm. really like they did not play that one unfortunately but i understand why it's it's really like a mellow piece it's more of an atmosphere song anyway mm -hmm. yeah. um but like those two tracks sort of embody that feeling for me 
So then playing uh, the Christmas Town theme was uh, was super awesome, and it happened like so early in the show. It's like <laughs> I think it was like the third. Pl- I think it was like the third piece. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is great. It showed me that it's going to be more than just like the Kingdom Hearts greatest hits, where they play like you know Passion, Hikari, Organization Thirteen, Destati, and then we go home. Honestly, though, the Organization 13 one surprised me the most out of any of them because it's a really somber song, but they actually managed to mix it in such a way that I was like, that is so good. Yeah, they yeah. they seem to add a lot of like musical meat to it, if that doesn't sound disgusting. <laughs> it does sound it does. disgusting, but it also makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. Um, uh, what about you, Marissa? What were you most like in love with in terms of which tracks they played? I would have to agree with you. I was really happy with the Christmas Town theme because um, Halloween Town slash Christmas Town from the second game is like my favorite world. Mm-hmm. So to hear that just made me super happy. Mm-hmm. Considering it's, as you said, it was only in Final Mix. So, yeah. Sorry not to <laughs> mix it up, but yeah, that was it. What about uh, remix? Final mix. Okay. Um, so honestly, you know, kind of going back with my tangent about Roxas and I guess the, the emotional significance of his story, um, you know, for me, um, definitely the Organization 13 um, uh, piece as well as, you know, Roxas's part in the character medley, um, you know, I expected them to be there and I was very happily, you know, be there as to my expectation. And both of them made me cry uh, a lot, honestly, just because you know they're easily some of the best pieces in the franchise, I think. But as far as I guess hidden gems in in Kingdom Hearts is the Beauty and the Beast world, because I think musically it's very significant. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so I think um, the 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 main piece, Waltz with the Damned, you know, is like the the nice thing that you that uh, is played as Sora versus the castle i just i was very pleasantly surprised to have it there and i was just like oh my gosh i cannot wait to buy this cd it's just oh, i just oh, loved yeah. it a lot yeah i'm actually surprised you didn't say the other promise i kind of include that with roxas um gotcha. um you know but but definitely same with that as with um world 13 and um and roxas's uh, piece there's just so many pieces I cried through, and I'm sure that like Tori, especially, might feel the same way. Sorry to out you as the crier again, Tori, but okay. I, I cried in at least half of the pieces, if not more. And John will happily bear with us from the start to the end. Honestly, Andrew called you out, so you can go ahead and go next. Okay, well I have multiple, so, but everybody's good, been good. missing multiple, so that's, that's okay. Fine. Um, I don't know, man. Just like from the moment that I heard, like. Hikari and Passion, because those were just, you know, I listened to those on repeat, like, all the time. So, and then, just, what else? Um, the Organization 13 theme, like, the... The, the piano? Theme. Huh? The the piano part? Yeah, like yeah, the, not, yeah, not their individual themes, but the, the Organization 13 piece. Um, let's see... Um, the the beast uh, castle music, um, Kyrie's theme was in there. I like that one a lot. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, love Kyrie's theme. So good. 
moment that I heard Destati, like I just felt it <laughs> within my body. Also, also the meme came. Because <laughs> <laughs> right irrelevant. Yeah. Maybe we'll close the podcast with that. Yeah. We'll just have to play it in the Please. background and I'll I'll do my thing. But um <laughs> so anyway, I just I could feel that like in my stomach and just in my chest and I was just like, whoa, like I remember this exact scene and like it was just you know first time all over again and then um ah what was the the other one why am I drawing a blank because this is literally my favorite like piece from the game. to the heavens no um the, the load screen the start screen music Julie beloved Thank oh. you. <laughs> Duh. that's like it's my overall favorite ever like Kingdom Hearts piece and being able to hear that like live in person with my ears was <laughs> amazing. Like and I I flowed a lot during that song. <laughs> I remember you, me, and Austin had a moment when they were playing Vector to the Heavens and they showed the part of her death scene. We were like, Nope, we didn't sign up for this. I know. Like I I slapped my hand to my chest. I was just like Nope, I did not pay money for this. <laughs> uh, John, what about you? Oh god, I know you're probably not like neck deep enough into it to like know all the names of the songs. Oh yeah, but, but I can definitely like. I think I, I just appreciated the emotional range mm-hmm. that it had because it has like some more serious, some somber tones, like uh, Rockus's theme song, which I absolutely love. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the better ones. But I also liked when they got to the Atlantis theme, and it's just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I love that. That bums me out because it's like my second favorite Disney movie. What did you say? About the, the Atlantis thing, like, they, everybody hates Atlantis because of Kingdom Hearts 2, and they, like, played, like, two seconds of it. Man, I will just, fight. Like, next. I, I, had, I had a blast during that time, though, but, you know, I'm biased. Ryan, so. hate is such a strong word. <laughs> but it's also an accurate one. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else in the heart dislike. but hate and rage? Are supreme. <laughs> <laughs> serious moments throughout the game but like during the concert they're not afraid to have a little fun with it and you know mm-hmm. kind of you know yeah yeah admit that you know maybe that wasn't the best thing we've done but it's there we're going to present it mm-hmm. and i think i think the biggest thing i appreciated from this is whenever they have the choir mm-hmm. get into that yeah. i the fact they had like a live choir there to accompany the symphony like yeah. like so like the boss battle themes and like just the the battle themes in general mm-hmm. any anything that involved the choir just felt really fantastic and full and complete yeah. and yes. that gives you just a sense of like her skill as a composer mm-hmm. to like integrate mm-hmm. all of these parts together mm-hmm. funny I'm- anecdote about the choir actually right before i left for the airport on friday i was talking to some people after work and i mentioned like hey, I'm, yeah i'm going to new york and i'm doing this thing and this one girl asked me she's like is that going to be are they going to have like an acapella thing like with a choir or whatnot and i had to think about it for a sec because i was like you know it's in the music normally but i actually don't know but i hope so and then I was very happy that she was right. <laughs> um, one thing that this this concert helped me appreciate a little bit more is to appreciate the the score of Dream Drop Distance and Birth by Sleep. Mm. Um, because maybe it just didn't register to me or I knew it, but just not consciously. But whenever I think about the great musical pieces of Kingdom Hearts, like the things that immediately come to mind are basically all from Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Um, but the Sleeping Beauty world theme, the yeah. um, Snow White's world theme, and the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame world theme are mm-hmm. all just such great pieces. That triggered yeah. me. 
so bad. <laughs> like the, um, in, whenever in the world's medley, whenever I was listening to it, um, while I was like doing some work uh, last night, um, just listening to that one and listening to the choir parts in in that particular song are just like. Wow, man, so good. <laughs> yeah. They also included um, Young Xehanort's boss battle theme in mm-hmm. the uh, final boss battle medley. And that one is severely underrated, in my opinion, as well. I mean, I hmm, this is kind of a not exactly an example, um, kind of a side tangent, but the, the new track that we got in 0.2 and the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. Yeah. Uh, uh, wave of darkness or something yeah, like that. Wave That's of darkness. Mm-hmm. Like that one. Like I've golly gee, I love. I've listened to that one a lot in the car recently, and like that one's immediately like another instant favorite for me. It's so good. Me too, and like all of the ones, all of the new tracks that have been coming out within the last couple years after Dream Drop Distance, like the uh, the songs that are unique to the mobile game are awesome. Like the Daybreak Town theme is great. Mm-hmm. The battle yeah. theme is great. Um, that new song for for Kingdom Hearts three is wonderful. So I'm I'm really really glad that uh, Shimamura is an uh, absolute genius. <laughs> I also believe that since Dream Drop, all of the music in all the games has been fully orchestrated. It has. It has. You're right. And they actually have like I think one or two other composers who've worked on the game since. I know I know uh, Kaoru Wada. Who I think was a synth mixer for Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, for Dream Drop, he came on as like a co-composer. Same with uh, uh, Takaharu Ishimoto, who did the uh, World Ends with You games. Yeah, I think Kaoru Hada also is the guy who did One Winged Angel. Um, no, um, no, 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 Uematsu. Yeah, that's him. that's him. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a long time Final Fantasy composer that mm-hmm. I think thing where he's going to be working with uh Hironobu Sakaguchi on his new RPG project um away from uh Square Enix. So uh, that'll be that'll be interesting, yeah. yeah. Those two old school dudes working together making awesome stuff. <laughs> now, I did have one other topic I wanted to cover. So, um I felt this about a few of the tracks, but I also wanted to know what tracks were you guys kind of expecting or hoping to have played but were left out. Trevor me out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, now. like for me, um, mine was definitely, you know, in the battle remix, especially. I was very much expecting um, uh, the thirteenth struggle. Yes. Yeah. Because of how how prominent that is in the series, especially with Kingdom Hearts two and and Axel and Roxas's big fight. You know, I I very much expected that to be present with how much uh, screen time Roxas and Axel uh, had during the concert. But I was like, oh, all right, you know, you can't you can't win everything. And that is a very, a very commonly used um, uh, boss fight song in Kingdom Hearts 2. Right. You're kind of right. It's, it's a little bit of a suspicious uh, leave out. There's, um, there's one other that I was kind of expecting but not surprised once they had the boss battle medley. You know in the Mirage Arena when you fight Xehanort's armor? Mm-hmm. That one? Mm, and mm. I don't recall. I can't remember what it's called, but... It's some French name, but it's it mixes Ansem's boss theme with Xemnas's, and it's easily oh. my favorite track in the series, and it would have been amazing live, but they kind of mixed that. They kind of took that and turned that into the boss battle medley, so I was okay with that not being specifically there. Um, 
like I, I, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, I rudely interrupted you whenever you were starting your thought by throwing out the phrase Traverse Town. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like we interrupted you a lot, so it's deserved. <laughs> yeah, Traverse Town um, was the yeah, big one. The, um, the Traverse Town theme is, is super iconic, even to people who are not really into Kingdom Hearts. Like, like Bill, for example, like whenever we have a conversation about Kingdom Hearts, he, he's not really that into it, but he always includes in the conversation, like, but that Traverse Town theme, that's awesome. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, Bill, you're right. It's so weird. But I understand why they didn't do that one, because they would have needed a full jazz band to do that, and that would have been a little complicated to Fair. have a full orchestra and a jazz band mm -hmm. up there as well. Okay, uh, I'm going to nominate Tori. Which one did you want to see? Um, the Atlantica theme. <laughs> <laughs> so under the sea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you going to have to do some more fisticuffs, Tori? Come on. Uh, no, I, like... <sighs> I don't know. I think it's just because I'm really tired, but I'm pretty sure I got to hear everything that I wanted to hear, everything that I was expecting to hear. Mm. Um, I can't particularly think besides Traverse Town anything really that I didn't get to hear. Uh, okay. Anybody else? I know Ryan also mentioned Traverse Town. Did you have anything else? I mentioned the um, Master's Armor boss fight. Right, right, right. Um, um, like, I, think... I thought it was... Oh, go ahead. I was just thinking about this because when I was listening to the concert, like Tori, I thought, oh, well, they have pretty much everything that I wanted, obviously, besides Traverse Town. But they didn't have the Destiny Island theme and oh, at all, like right. not at all, not even kind of like how they shoehorned Atlantic in for maybe like a couple of measures or so. They could have at least maybe had a little bit something from Destiny Island because it is where the three main characters are from and it's your first world that you go to, but it's very kind of a cheesy song, so I can understand why like they didn't. Traverse Town, it's a very different style. It's very island-like. So yeah, it's more island-like. I don't, so I don't think they had the like the percussion section to be able mm -hmm. to accommodate for that one either. Because yeah. I looked over and they, 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 I did not look like they had that many percussion strips because it has like a lot of like, clacking, you know, types of sounds. Yeah, Destiny so, Island literally could just be a percussion ensemble because the main rhythm could be played with steel drums. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like there was another one. Um, oh, yeah, right. Um, I mean, maybe it was just, like, they, they, they showed it some, like, in cutscenes, but I thought it was kind of interesting that none of the, like, specifically Chain of Memories um, songs were used. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of was actually expecting, now that you mentioned that, I was kind of expecting Marluxia's theme to be spliced into the boss battle medley. Mm -hmm. Me too, because they showed a bit of uh, scenes of him, but they didn't really use any of his music. Yeah, right. Like I, I kind of expected like the um, I, I think it was called Thirteenth Discretion, like uh -huh. that weird like like uh, like st like uh, uh, staccato type of. Um, Is it the one that basically sounds like the Who Done It track? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Larkseen plotting yeah, her, yeah. her crap. Where everybody's backstabbing each other. Or like flame stabbing. Yeah. Flame stabbing. Definitely. <laughs> um, another handful of tracks that I, I thought that they, they could have done, but I totally understand why they didn't. Um, kind of like what Tori said, like they didn't do um, Under the Sea. Um, and I kind of, I kind of um, give them some brownie points for not doing a lot of the pre-established Disney tunes because those were not done by Shimamura. Those are not her songs. So that's why we didn't hear 
uh, he's a pirate. That's why we didn't hear One Winged Angel. That's why we didn't hear. <laughs> that's why we didn't hear uh, Under the Sea. That's why we didn't hear. Um, um, one Winged um, Angel. We said One Winged Angel. <laughs> we literally just. I think that's that pretty much it. Like there's... this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So um no I I get I give all those a pass even though it would have been great to have heard any of those. Oh yeah, God! If they had done One Winged Angel, that would have been amazing. But I think we can all agree that this these soundtracks are vast, and there is absolutely no way they could have covered every. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I do like everything I was expecting to hear, at least for the most part. I'm like, okay, I got I got what I got what out of it. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, there was there was one hey, thing. Mulan didn't get any screen time. Well, she got some screen time. A little bit. Was very brief. Well, screen time, screen time, but like, I, I, what I, okay, it's maybe not screen time, but like music time. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Like, I was kind of surprised. I, I could be wrong, but I didn't, I didn't hear. Everything. Like, I mean, if I had it my way, they'd play literally every sound, like every track from every game from start to finish. But uh, we don't have time for that. Shirumura would like have to, you know, stay for a pretty long time, and the composer would be all like sweaty and be like. Okay, or conductor. He'd be like, "All right, guys, let's do track number three hundred and eight. All right, let's go with some oomph." And hey, then the I don't know about you guys, but I would have stayed there for a full like two days to hear every so track played. Bring oh, those yeah. sandwiches. Bring that sea salt ice cream. I'm tanking. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, have any uh, questions for the group that they wanted to to um to uh, gauge responses with? Uh, I'm good. Um, yeah, I did. I did. I did have one more. It's a very brief question, but who thinks? And I'm gonna go ahead and say me, just because for the sake of saying me, um, who thinks that they cried the most? Andrew. Okay. You. Either you. I was probably right behind you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably you and Tori were. I used to not be an easy crier, and within the last few years of my life, I have like become extremely soft, and now I just cry at anything that moves me. Like I'll go through Facebook and I'll see those like nice, like good deed videos, and I'll just like ball, and it's stupid, but be in a sweater, start (laughs) the water. Absolutely. I'm just like, oh my god, look at that baby. Yeah. No, I'm personally emotionally dead inside, so I didn't cry, but I was moved. I teared up a couple of times, but Yeah, I nothing... heard you a little bit during Shion, but that was, uh, that was like the, main, the main thing, I think, for you. It was kind of um, interesting, because not only... I knew I, obviously I was crying and I could kind of hear Andrew because he was a couple seats, like two seats away from me. But there were a handful of girls sitting near us. And whenever it came to anything like super sad, you would just hear this <laughs> this collective just sniffle <laughs> from all the, the girls. That. And the guys are just like. Ugly sob in my seat. Like, but I, the guys were sobbing too. There, so. there is. Um... There is one last thing, actually, that I did want to address, but it's a bit of a meme, so that's why I waited till now. Um, During the character medley... Oh, here we go. The title. (laughs) Let's explain the title. Take it it away, Ryan. It was kind of weird. Every time a character came on the, the screen, people cheered as if they just walked out on stage. Everybody during the character medley, except for Ventus... 
It was like, it was like oh, Axel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van. Whoa. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it was really Utter funny. silence. And I think it was actually during, um, oh, why can't I think of the title of the song? But it was the first song that they played because it was the reel from 2.8. Like oh, yeah, beginning. that was Hikari. Yeah, it was Hikari. So at the kind of towards the end, you see uh, Terraquan Ven, and everyone's like, yeah, Terra, like you said, and then just there was like a weird awkward chuckle of like in the entire theater everybody was just like i don't know whether to feel bad or laugh do both ross has laughed yeah poor ben did not get enough love we dedicate this podcast episode to ventus and the dark boy that boy needs some milk <laughs> oh, he needs some milk. <laughs> Ow, oof, my bones. Yeah. That, was, that was probably the part that just kind of made me chuckle, but the rest of it, like, every, everybody was, like, actually fairly respectful and, like, learned concert etiquette on Saturday, and I'm really glad we went on Saturday because apparently Friday was, like, really bad. Yeah, that's um, that seemed to be a, a common uh, complaint on social media mm-hmm. um, through Facebook and Reddit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were complaining about uh, concert etiquette, which some of that I understand. Some of it is a little bit over exaggerated, but uh, on the whole, I thought Saturday's performance was was pretty fine, even though it was probably a little bit rowdier than your normal Honestly. concert. But I mean, I, what, I mean, I mean at least that's to be expected. They didn't take the baton, so you know we got to look at the right side. I wonder if that's true. He came out <laughs> with the baton, and at that point, I was just kind of like, "Yeah, they know why they're here." Yeah, yeah, and and like the compo- the conductor seemed to be having fun with it. Shimamura seemed to be having fun with it, and the the whole um, orchestra seemed to be having a great time. So. I bet, like, none of them knew on Friday night what Kingdom Hearts was, and they just all went home and, like, Googled the plot, and they were just like... After they did the performance? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're like, what well, is Mickey talking about darkness? Friday night. <coughs> yeah, after yeah. the performance Friday night. But okay. they would have had to have learned all the songs. But that doesn't mean they know what the game's about, just because they like, learned the songs. They think it was about the voice actors who do it. They do, they do all the lines, but they have no idea what's going on. That's story. true, but yeah, usually like, voice actors don't have to practice. Like, did you know that, Still like, farmer. Kata's never played Kingdom Hearts? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think she's seen most of Ava either. Probably not. <laughs> hey, uh, Utada, she's never played Kingdom Hearts. There was an interview a while back ago. I mean, I don't know if it's different now, but like she admitted to like never playing Kingdom Hearts and like not watching any Ava. I mean, that's fine. She's busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you would think that being like the the what's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for? She's like the series and like I don't know, man. Well, even most it's voice actors. Even most voice actors don't actually watch all of each show or video yeah. game that they participate I mean, in. That's fair, but um, what was I saying? You got me distracted. Jesse, Jesse McCartney did play off Kingdom Hearts too, yeah. which I think is so funny. <laughs> he um, is a rare exception to be put placed upon a pedestal. Shout out to my mom for banning Jesse McCartney in the car after Kingdom Hearts two. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, any final thoughts from everyone? Concert was ten I mean, out of ten. I mean, I got to blow. I got to blow kisses at Yokoshim. That's all I could ask for. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. 
the the only thing I was um, expecting was uh, why can't I think of his name? It is um, it is one thirty at night. Nomura um, just like pop his head out sneakly and then just leave. I want I mean, I mean it, it's kind of unreasonable to expect him to, you know, come out a, a week later to the New York show. Jason McCartney should have been there. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, that would have been nice too, but it would have been great if we were like all the voice actors and stuff. That's just not, it, it's not like. It's not feasible. Yeah. Our pipe dreams at this point. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But um, but the concert was amazing. We all had a wonderful time. Would totally do it again. I hope that they uh, will do this again. That would be awesome if they did a uh, one for like the twentieth anniversary or the twenty fifth anniversary or something like that. That would be that would be super. Or the fiftieth anniversary had to leave the old folks home. <laughs> I've got to go to Kingdom Hearts to get another baton. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. If all the shows were sold out, I'd be surprised if this doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because um, don't they run the Distant Worlds concert every so often, every couple of years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's a regular reoccurring mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I've never been. I would like to go see that. Mm-hmm. And we got the Zelda Symphony in November in Durham, so. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, does anybody have any final thoughts? It was good. We yeah. went to New York. Yay. Cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. fun would do again. Definitely. I want more onigiri. <laughs> and crab pretzels. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for listening to this um, a little bit rambly, not quite as together as we normally are podcast because it is approaching 2 a.m. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all a little bit tired, I think. So uh, thanks for sticking with us, and uh, we hope that you um, enjoyed hearing about our uh, experience with the kingdom hearts orchestra and if they ever do it again i um sincerely hope that you're able to to go if you weren't able to make it this time yep and from all of us here at borderline panels please learn concert etiquette (laughs) we love you guys bye 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 comrades (laughs) 